Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. Yes, friends, the matchmaking crowns have returned following the UFC's latest event at the hallowed and majestic Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. UFC Vegas 73, a breakout night for one Mackenzie Dern. And all in all, the card will not have a lot of big storylines coming out of it, maybe one or two, but it was a pretty fun watch. I, I will say that. It was not great on paper. Fights were competitive. We had some big moments. But it's just it's a card that's just going to dissolve and go away. And that's fine. That's okay on a Saturday. But it is Sunday here as we record. That means it's time to match make. So I am Mike Heck. And joining me as always, the man with the cinematic critical eye, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, and my best friend, the Prince of Positivity, Alexander K. Lee. Hello, AK. If you're not, uh, wait, best, what, what is it? Second play. What's what's the quote from the first Fast and the Furious? Movie I think you're when? thinking of Talladega Nights. If you're if you're not first, you're last. What was the other? What was that one after Paul Walker was like, "I almost had you." Oh, it doesn't matter whether you win by a, by a, like a mile or an inch. Winning is winning. Correct. Thank you. Sir. I think I didn't get that accurate, but I'm good. And I, I, listen, my best friend, I I want to apologize to the listeners of uh, Saturday's post fight show. <laughs> Jed Mishu, uh big Fast Furious fans, may have got a, we may have got a little overexcited. We may have uh, derailed the the uh, end of the show. Maybe the last like thirty minutes of the show, I was talking about the latest Fast and Furious film. We threw a few spoilers in there. I want to apologize for those as well. There's just uh, I I'll, I will never apologize for my love of the series, the the <laughs> Star Wars of our generation. Uh, but uh, um, there's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. So I will keep the talk to a minimum. Unless I'm prompted. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen in the listener uh, picks. That's not true. I did vet them pretty properly today. But uh, I will keep it to a minimum. Jed and I may just have to do a random Twitter spaces this week and just let it riff. I don't know. But this movie's on my mind. It makes you think, as all good art does. So I'm already I'm already doing it. Mike, stop me. Stop me. I'm already doing it. Come on. Just so back to the, back to the to... UFC Vegas 73. The last thing I'll say about this is I need Jose or New York Rick, our incredible social media team, to create a graphic just randomly quoting you saying the Fast series is the Star Wars of our generation. It is the Star Wars of our generation. Absolutely incredible. And if I will take, let, let me put it this way. Last thing, I'll, I swear this is the last thing I'll say about it for now. If I had to pick the nine Star Wars movies or the ten Fast and Furious movies, like, I can only pick one to watch for like on an island. I might go with the 10 Fast and Furious movies. 
And I love Star Wars, but I might go with the 10 Fast Furious movies. Could you rank all 10 movies? Of course. Off the I, top of your head? Off the top of my head? In, no, in, I'm going to cheat right now. I have. I actually literally just texted someone about this the other, the other day. So I was, say, I was, I, I, I was, uh, I was joking. No, I, uh, f- oh, God, oh, go ahead. Where did it go? go Hold on. I, I have to do this. He lost it. Edit out all this, edit out all this dead air, Mike. Edit out all this dead <laughs> air. I suppose, I was, we'll pretend I did this off the top of my head. Uh, five, obviously. Five, so from best to least good. I won't say worst. Five, Fast Five, Fast Six, Tokyo Drift, the original, The Fast and the Furious, uh, Fast Furious Seven, too Fast, Too Furious, Fast 10 or Fast X, however you want to go, Fate of the Furious, Fast and Furious, and then uh, Fast and Furious 9. So there you go. And I'm sure, tr- trust me, a lot of you fans You rank Tokyo there. Drift above the original? I'm a huge Tokyo Drift fan, and I will say, I, I miss the moment of the original. I actually did not watch the original. Like, I didn't watch the movies in order. So I watched ah, the original okay. after watching some others, so I got like a different taste of the franchise. And I'm also not a big car guy. Which is, I know it's ironic because I love the Fast Fury. I'm not a big car guy. So the whole like, man, the first movie is so like kind of authentic and real. I'm like, I don't care about that. <laughs> it's a very good movie, though. It's aged, it's aged pretty well in some ways. In other ways, not so much. Well, you know who else is, has apparently aged pretty well? Mackenzie Dern, a.k.a. Yes. Good God. What a performance she so had fun. in the main event of UFC Vegas 73. She looked sensational. She looked vicious, violent, aggressive, and... Let's just tell it like it is. She beat the hell out of Angela Hill last night. Angela Hill looked like a completely different human being when that fight was over. She calls out Rose Namajunas. I love the call out. I know you love the call out as well. But is this the fight we're going to get? Is that the fight you're going with here? Can I just say Mackenzie Dern's performance wasn't just like... It's it's great that she won. She needed to win. This was like, you know, she she's, hasn't done super great against... She's been inconsistent, I should say, against ranked opponents. Sometimes she, some of them wins she's got, um, but Marina Rodriguez was a big fight. Again, headlining fight. She lost that one. Yan Shanan, her most recent fight before this one. Also headlining fight, ranked opponent. She lost. Um, and she doesn't. She hasn't looked terrible. I don't think she's ever looked terrible in any of her fights. I'm probably going on a limb here and saying that. Definitely on the feet, of course, always a work on progress. And she was leagues better on Saturday. Uh you know, still obviously a lot of work to be done there. I'm sure there's a lot of striking kickboxing experts out there who are cringing with some of the things she was doing. But this is MMA. This is not kickboxing. This is not boxing. This is MMA. You can get away with some dumb stuff. Um, yeah, it's a great call-out, Mike. But you know me. I'm almost like against all these Rose call-outs just because they have, while they have obvious value, Rose is a star, two-time UFC champion. I just don't know when she's coming back, and you can't wait for her, and I don't know if she's fighting at 125. So I'll go with the other suggestion that I saw people throwing out before the fight. Jessica Andrade does not seem to have a... Again, looks like she's sticking at 115, even though she just uh, she just lost to uh, Yan Shonan. Uh, but still, I think, again, top five, top six, straw weight. And also, I would have her ranked at flyweight as well. But if, regardless, she's sticking around at 115, I think. Hard to tell with her. And if so, I think that's a great test for Dern. And I think this version of Dern that we just saw really has a good chance to to crack the top five. So I, I was super impressed. I think that's a, it's a great matchup stylistically for, for both of them. And, and could just could be another really exciting fight. Yeah, I don't even know if we can friends forever this. Because, I mean, look, I, I love the call out. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not fully confident she gets it because Rose is just an enigma right now. She's a mystery. And it seems like Rose... Like she told me last year when I spoke with her, she is zoned in on two different things. She wants to 
put on some size. She wants to get in the weight room and lift some heavy weights. And she wants to do some grappling and jujitsu competitions. That's what she wants to do. And then she'll think about coming back. But I'm with you. She throws out the other idea. Let's do the couple of ideas. Let's do the Yan Janan rematch. There's no way in hell that's happening because that fight just happened. And we no, saw thanks. how it went. And Yan should be fighting for the title next. But I loved the Jessica Andrade fight because for two reasons. She wants to fight an ex-champion. She hasn't done that before. And I would be very curious to see how Dern approaches that fight. Will she just go hammer and tongs right out the gate against somebody like Jessica Andrade? I'd be fascinated to see if that's the case. Will she be that same aggressive fighter? So give me it. Give me Dern Andrade and let's have a party. But yeah, we can't friends forever with that because there's really... It's Rose or Andrade. I don't think anything else really makes any sense. As far as Anthony Hernandez goes, AK, he just sort of broke down and mauled poor Edmund Shabazi. He got him out of there in the third with a, a bit of a mercy stoppage from referee Herb Dean. And this is tough, man, because this division is kind of a mess. Like, there's a lot of fights booked, but the UFC just announced that they're going to Sydney in September and we don't know who is going to be available to fight Israel Adesanya for the middleweight title. So will they mix things up? Will they pull a fighter from a fight that's already booked in order to do that? Dana White kind of teased that at the post-fight press conference that an announcement was coming soon. So, I mean, I guess I'm foregoing an Otno point. So I'm just going to go with the, I, I kind of laid it out like this. This is what I landed on. If things go exactly the way they are structured right now, Two choices. One, the loser of Sean Strickland versus Abus Makamadoff. The loser of that fight versus Fluffy. The other one, AK, and this this is what I actually kind of want to see. And since the match was made and Dana flipped the script here, my Otno suggestion kind of goes away. If Ikram Alaskarov does not fight Paulo Costa, do Fluffy versus Alaskarov because I will watch the hell out of that fight, AK. Yeah, that's great. I think I think I like I love that idea. Uh, and as as you mentioned, you know, Paulo Costa's kind of gone on Twitter saying, "I don't know what the hell's going on with this Elvis Karov announcement." He's never like, gonna I, fight Elvis like, Yeah, I'm not into this. What? What? Why is this announced? Um, yeah, I, I think if that frees up Elvis Karov, it makes a lot of sense. Middleweight, I think, is you said it's a bit of a mess right now. You're correct. I think it's headed to like towards another surge, though. I think we're getting some really interesting because there was a great period there. With, when Izzy was coming up, and and then the, he got sort of this very clear line of challenges. I'm not saying all the fights turned out to be exciting, but it was it, it wasn't murky. We were like, oh, okay, but he's going to fight Vittoria again. He's going to fight Jared Cannonier at some point. Uh, Paulo Costa, we knew was going to get a tele shot. It, it's why his reign, for the most part, again, you uh, uh, Romero was in there. The fights themselves weren't great, but the resume is very strong. That's why Izzy's like a top five pound for pound guy. And we and like and we were like, oh, this is great. Like the top of middleweight is moving. The matches are like these are sellable matches, and now again, like I said, we're hit. We hit a clump, but I think we're getting a second wave now with Anthony, like guys like Anthony Hernandez, uh, of course, um, Bo Nickel coming up. Who am I? I'm looking at my list here. Who else? Um, Joe Brandon Allen. Yeah, Joe Pfeiffer. Brandon Allen's showing signs of life. It's it's looking good again. Kyle Barhalio. I don't know how high people are on him, but he's up there. So we're getting a second wave. Whoever. I don't know how long is he sticking around 205, but if he does, which I would love to see him do it, I understand the the need to chase like super fights, you know, test himself at 205 again, whatever. Uh, he could rattle off like three or four more like intriguing title defenses at 185. And again, he, I don't know if there's any 
world where he passes Anderson Silva's, you know, reign as middleweight champion, but he he could at least make a nice strong case for himself and just and just stand on his own. Um to the point where like maybe you wouldn't even compare their reigns. They're different eras, maybe you wouldn't compare them and you know, Izzy's the best middleweight of this generation, obviously Anderson the last generation. But anyway, so so uh like I said, that's why I like that uh Alaskarov. Yes. Thank you. Anthony Hernandez matchup because yeah, let's let's start figuring out which of these guys are, are real contenders. And again, a loss I don't think hurts hurts either guy too much. They're still for me in that second tier of middleweights, and they're only again another streak away from winning. And Anthony Hernandez is so exciting. That's a great matchup. Um, I went with a little bit bo- more boring, safer pick. I want to move Fluffy up. So Jack Hermanson coming off a loss uh, again, not as attractive a pick to Anthony Hernandez right now, I guess. Though he does have a number next to his name. In the UFC rankings, I think still in the MMA Fighting Global rankings. I have to double check, but yeah, something something safe. And again, cool matchup. Two guys who are uh, great grapplers, but also love to mix it up on the feet. Love to you know love love to show off uh, their all around game. This is a this is a fight night headliner. And like I if you if you if you have to throw these two guys to the apex, um, this should be this should be a, a a true apex main event. Yeah, I mean when I say the division is a mess, it's just jammed, and none of it really makes sense right now. Because of the whole Izzy fighting in September thing. It's just impossible for Drickus or... Not impossible, but not favorable for Drickus Duplessis or Robert Whitaker, whoever wins that fight, to have to turn around in two months to fight Adesanya for the title. And if you're Robert Whitaker, this could be your last chance at fighting for a middleweight title unless Adesanya just straight up abandons the division. So I don't think going in there in two months' notice is really going to work out. So... I think they're going to shuffle some things around. They should just pull DDP and just throw him in there to let Izzy just beat the brakes off of him, in my opinion. I mean, I could be wrong, and I'm happy to be like, I read that one totally wrong. But I kind of feel like you're going to Sydney. Izzy's going to be doing the damn thing, headlining, looking like a star. Let's just have him go out there and give him a favorable matchup where he could style and shine. And then you could do, like, Robert Whitaker versus Sean Strickland. Like, who's going to complain about that? Like, that's fun. And then we can just mix up all these other fights. So we'll see what ends up happening. If I end up getting – I'm so intrigued by Alaskara versus Costa, but it's just – I just don't feel like it's going to happen. I just don't feel like Paul Costa's got to take that fight. So we'll see. Middleweight's going to be fun. It's kind of where – how I viewed women's flyweight, like, two years ago. Like, these, these fighters are coming, and things are going to get – really interesting over the next couple of years. And I feel like middleweight for buying stock in the division right now for buying low, I think middleweight's a good one. It's trending back up. It's trending back up. Yep. Uh, speaking of straw weights, loopy Godinez mm-hmm. wins her second straight fight. This is a catchweight fight, but she has just, she just fights all the time. She's won four or five. She picks up a decision win over Emily to Cody. This is one of the easier picks for me. AK, what say you? Oh, it was easy for me too, but I'll let you go first, and I'll—I've got a little rant to go on here. Okay. Um, I usually don't love matching up fighters from the same card, but uh, in this case, I think it makes total sense, and I want to see it. So, give me Loopy versus Karolina Kovalkiewicz. If they do it September sixteenth, seems like a fun date for a card. Let's make it happen. But yeah, Karolina versus Loopy, sign me up for that fight. I'm in. Mike, that was very logical. It's a great matchup. That's what they should do. 
I like Lupi. Uh, How can you not like Lupi Gudinez? I'm I'm a fan. Uh, I I believe Canada claims her. I think uh, we we have we have some stop some some relation. Uh, didn't she she do some training in? Uh, she's training. Yeah. That's right, fighting out of out of Canada, of course. Uh, Mike, I I I want to ban her from the show. I want to ban. I don't try. So wow. everything you said was everything you said was right. She listen. She called for a date, which I don't know if she's done that before. She said, "I want September 16th." Uh, she didn't name an opponent, but like you said, Carolina would make a lot of sense. One time title challenger, someone who still I think has a name and at 115. But I don't trust her to make that date. I I, I uh, Lupi Godinez. I, she's gonna want to fight before. I just she cannot help herself, Mike. She cannot help herself. I'm just looking. I was literally just looking ahead as you were talking about Lupi. There's a women's flyweight fight next uh, at uh, oh next week sorry in June UFC 289. Uh, it's in Vancouver. It's in Vancouver, Mike. And there's a women's flyweight fight there. There's a women's strawweight bout there. If one of those fighters falls out, you're you're telling me that Luffy's not like sign me up. I I want in. I'm jumping in. I'll fight Karini Silva or Ketlin Scissor. Or I'll fight Elise Reed or Jinyu Fry. Keep me busy. Keep the the paychecks coming in. Um. I don't trust her. I don't trust her to make September 16th. I, I, I could I could go ahead and look at more cards. Uh, I'm sure uh, there's more opportunities for her to jump. Oh, wait, we have Cara France Albazi next week. I would think she's not. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong card. That the <laughs> next week's card is the one with. Um, there's no card next week. All this stuff. Not, not next week. When's uh, uh, Cara France Albazi? Okay, two weeks. June third. Okay, so sorry, there, but there are some f- strawweight fights and women's flyweight bouts there. And then 289 also has, sorry, Diana Valbita, Maria Oliveira, strawweight, Miranda Maverick, Jasmine Jezevizius at flyweight. Again, I don't trust Lupi to stay out of action. I just, so I am, I am I'm not saying we have to agree on this. We don't have to do an official ban. I don't know if I'm picking fights for Lupi. I'm banning her for now. I'm not making a pick. If she lands the September 16th date against whoever, if she sticks to it, I will then lift the ban. That's it. It's a very brief ban. It's a very brief ban. But there's way too many opportunities for her to jump in on short notice, especially in BC, Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, so hop, skip, and a jump away for her. So, no. Loopy, love ya. Yeah, I, I'm not making fights for you. You're, 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 too, you're too unpredictable. Wow. Yeah. I don't blame you. She's got to get announced for a fight in like four days. It's just going to happen. So September 16th, by the time September 16th rolls around, she's going to have three more fights. So that date is still a possibility. Of course, of course. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. 
That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So let's move to Joaquin Buckley, AK. Lands a beautiful head kick to head kick, excuse me, to blast out Andre Fialio. Some taunting after, some prime beverage poured overhead before cooler heads prevail. And Buckley calls out Logan Paul for a individual sponsorship with Prime. And then he calls out some of Fialho's Killcliff FC teammates for a future fight. So I, I looked at it, I'm like how possible is this? Gilbert Burns, not happening. Vicente Luque, booked. Shafka Rachmanov, kind of. Shafka ain't touching that with 10-foot pole. Ian Gary, not going to happen. Mickey Gall trains there, but he's kind of up in the air in terms of where he's going to fight next because I know he fought out his deal. From what I've been told, he's been dealing with some injuries, so I don't think he's going to get his wish. So I landed on something else. Uh... I landed on another guy who moved down from middleweight to welterweight and just recently had a nasty knockout. And hopefully he can make weight this time. Joaquin Buckley versus Brian Battle, AK. Oh. That's the fight I'm going with. Wow, that is good. That is good. And and, and rankings-wise, it makes sense because I, I don't know where to place uh, Joaquin Buckley after that win. Uh, Andre Fialio, he was like, you know, he got off to such a cool start uh, in the UFC last year fighting, fighting five times, won two of his first three fights. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll... I kind of bumped him up like somewhere in the top 30 and that's where he ended up. And then, you know, but, and then he lost a couple of fights, so it didn't fall too far. And then Buckley beats him in his welterweight debut. And I, I now I place Buckley around a similar spot. Like I, even at middleweight, Buckley was what, maybe top 30, right? So I love the, I love the drop down. He's just a little too like, so, like length and height wise was just a little too small for middleweight for my liking. He could compete up there. Sure. But if he can make 170. Uh, I love him down there, so it's great. A lot of exciting matchups. You mentioned I, I went away from the whole Kill Cliff angle. I'll go with Jeremiah Wells. Jeremiah Wells. I, I mentioned him on the show before. I want him to fight um, Muslim Salikov. Salikov uh, apparently is fighting uh, Nicholas Dalby June 17th, so uh, he's free. Uh, uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Wells is free now, so I'll go back to the... Uh, <laughs> Mike, I'll go back to the Wells, and I will use him as uh, my pick for Joaquin Buckley. Incredible. I hope they make this fight just, just because of that pun you used. <laughs> oh, horrible. A lot of people were doubting Diego Ferreira heading oh, into his fight with Michael Johnson. And I, I, you know what? Hand in the air. I picked Michael Johnson to win this fight. I picked him to win by third round knockout. I thought Johnson looked very good early. But this is just a, we talk about middleweighty middleweights. This is a Michael Johnson, a Michael Johnson fight. Looked good early until he didn't. And Diego Ferreira declared, hey, Stop doubting me. Don't forget about me. Have you seen who who has beaten me? Have you seen the guys I've lost to? The creme de la creme. I'm still a big problem at 155. 
And holy cow, what a freaking right hand he landed on Michael Johnson. He put him completely out. Hope MJ is okay. Lands a nasty hammer fist after the fact. What a return, AK. I missed CDF. I didn't realize how much I missed him until I saw him back in that octagon. What is next at 155 for the great CDF? Uh, Mike, like you, I doubted him. Uh, our our beloved Guillermo Cruz. Happy, happy birthday, by the way. Happy birthday weekend happy to uh, Guillermo Cruz, the Brazilian beast. Uh, glory to Botafogo. Um, he busted my chops after because I, I had messaged him earlier this week. I was said, is there a chance that Diego Fajera retires if he loses? He went, entered on a three-fight losing streak, recently turned 38. I think he's even older in fight years, well over a decade of competition. Most of that in the UFC. So like some pretty hardcore mileage on, on CDF. Um, and then he was like, oh, what were you saying? And I'm like, Hey, listen, I, nothing I said was wrong. I said if he loses, would he retire? So, Mike, I feel like I have checked the tapes. I am fine. I I said nothing wrong. I said nothing wrong. I said if he loses, I'd be curious, but he didn't lose. He won. Big knockout. I need to I need to see this fight happen. This has been teased a couple of times. I think actually just straight up booked. Drew Dober. Drew Dober. Drew Dober coming off a loss. Uh, I, I, st- I, want, I loved that matchup when it was made previously. I want to see it now. I think you're just getting a banger. I get either 15 minutes of absolute destruction or someone getting their clock cleaned out uh, within the first half of a, uh, maybe a round and a half tops. Uh, so give it to me, Diego Fajera, Drew Dober. Let's get Drew Dober back in there as soon as possible. Diego, I shouldn't have doubted you. I hope you I hope you fight as many more times as uh, as health and your your mentality allows. Well said. There will not be a friends forever moment, but we were very close. Because the correct answer is Steamroller. Oh, the winner. That's the one. The winner of the Mafravola. Mafravola wants the Patty Pimple fight. I understand that. I think he can get it, but he certainly ain't getting it now because Patty's banged up. Mafravola is not going to wait till the end of the year or early next year to fight this man. So in the meantime, let's just do Steamroller versus CDF because that fight would just freaking rule. Let's just have these two guys slug it out. But Drew Dober's a great pick as well. Can't go wrong either way. So one of those two guys. Maybe we could we if they book it against one of these two guys, we should just take the Otno point and chop it in half, and you can have half, and I can have half. Yeah, we're on the right we'll track. Share it. We're on the right track. I feel like. I agree. Let's go to the wild card round, AK. We will select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we will match make for them right now. I think everyone knows where I'm going with this. Where are you going with this, AK? Well, I'm going to go with Karolina Kovalkovich. You already uh, matched her up, so a very solid matchup. Another problem with it. And I think I have to give a hat tip to... I think it was Jose. I think I have to give a hat tip to Jose for throwing this one out there post-fight. Uh, Loma Luk Bunmi. Loma Luk Bunmi. Give me one of these sweet alliterative matchups. Karolina Kovalkiewicz versus uh, Loma Luk Bunmi. It's the right time. Stylistically, you're just going to get a great MMA-flavored uh, kickboxing match. Uh, maybe we get more uh, D1 Loma. I don't know. ADCC Loma. It's po- that would be interesting. Not not that Karolina is like, easy to submit. I think you know one reason she's had such longevity is like she has pretty good takedown defense. Pretty solid. So... Um, not easy at all. I think she'd have a bit of size on Loma as well, which would be interesting to see Loma navigate. But um, yeah, and the time is right. I think they're kind of just passing. I think I, w- I would have Carolina probably still ranked above Loma, just level of competition-wise. I know um, I know Carolina wasn't that bad stretch before this miraculous three-fight win streak. Uh, 
But yeah, so Loma, I think on the way up, Carolina kind of holding steady. Let's see if Loma can take that that spot. That'd be a great name for her. I like it. I'm going with Natty Ice. Got to go with Natty Ice, Natalia Silva. Just doing what she's supposed to do out there, AK. Not making parlay betters or anybody who bet on Natalia Silva or Natalia Silva inside the distance sweat at all. She just poured it on poor Victoria Leonardo, who just didn't have a chance in this fight. And... She treated her accordingly. Went out there and just beat her up, and I hope Victoria's okay. It looked like she might have broke her jaw, broke something in Victoria's face. That was just... It was a damage bar fight. Every shot Silva landed, you just saw the damage bar wither and wither, and it got a little more uncomfortable as the fight went on, but she is a freaking problem. I want to see her fight as much as possible. I I originally was going to go Natalia Silva versus Andrea Lee. I looked at that fight... Andrea Lee was a training partner of Victoria Lee and our heading into the fight. Makes a lot of sense. But I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Maybe later, maybe with one more win. And then I was like, we got we to gotta give her the litmus test. We got to give her the flyweight litmus test. It's Montana De La Rosa. 100% that is the fight. Tester, Montana will not give two Fs who Natalia Silva is. She's going to be like, Natty Ice who? I don't really care. I'm going to go in there and punch Natty Ice right in her grill. I don't care. And maybe that doesn't go well for her, but maybe it will. She's going to go in there and scrap. She's going to test Natalia Silva. And I would pick Natalia Silva to win this fight, but I could be wrong. It wouldn't shock me if Montana pulled off an upset. She has played spoiler many times before. So I want to give her a step up. I saw some people just throwing out some egregious stuff in terms of like throwing her right into like a top 10 matchup. Like (laughs) she's 26 dudes. Like relax. Let's give her a nice test just outside of the top 15 with a game fighter. And I want to see how she does against sort of a, a gritty veteran inside the octagon like Montana De La Rosa. So, yeah, that's what I'm going with. But just Natty Ice versus anybody is is right what I'm looking for. She is just so fun to watch. Yeah, let, let her enjoy her minus 1,000 days, as I'll call it. Because I think anyone outside of the top 15, I'm looking at some of the names she could possibly be matched up with. She's gonna be. She was like minus one thousand around there, depending where you looked for Leonardo, and I think that's gonna be the same for some of the opponents. By the way, perfect matchmaking, Mike. I don't know if I'm underrating Natalia Silva, but I don't have her in the top twenty-five just yet. Again, level of competition. Uh, Blada, I think, was the fight before this, and then yeah. uh, Jasmine Jasdevizius. I, I listen. Obviously, I like her a lot, but you know, not a top thirty fighter yet, right? And she sells a lot to show too. So, so uh, the competition has just not quite been there for Natalia Silva. And it shouldn't be. This is great matchmaking. You give her, uh, again, fighters around her her area um, for the first three fights. And yes, now we can give her somewhat of a step up. I'm hesitant to go top 15 as well. But yes, I have Silva at 26 in my rankings and Montana De La Rosa at 27. So I just bumped her ahead. Look at that. Even when we're not friends forevering, we kind of are. We kind of are. And before people ask, like, how that seems low, like that she's not in the top 25, there's only about 40-something flyweight so yeah i still have her in the bottom half but i just have a lot of better names ahead of her i wouldn't i'll read these names and i'll say i wouldn't blame anyone if people after her recent performances ranked uh, natalia silva higher than some of these names i have molly mccann ahead of her jj aldrich ariana lipsky it, 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 if you hear these names you'll just like okay experience i'm, I'm giving credit for experience priscilla cachuera antonina shevchenko so that's just like the five names ahead of her if you put natalia silva ahead of them I totally understand, especially if you're going by the Jed Mishu, like, who would I pick to win these fights? Probably leading Silva against all those fighters, and I think at worst, she's, like, minus 
300 against any of those names. Um, but again, I, I let's give me one more fight. If she if if she beats a Montana Dolorosa four and zero, I'm probably launching Silva into the top twenty, and then we're talking about, of course, a, an actual top twenty matchup for her. Yeah, I mean that's who they gave to Tatiana Suarez in the way, at, and she gave Tatiana a a, a, a pretty. A pretty good fight. So I want to see the same thing with, with Natalia here. JD Aldridge is a good one too. We need the Montana De La Rosas and the Victoria Leonardos and the Andre Fialios of the world. UFC sign these people to eight fight deals. Keep them around. <laughs> and they only need to win one or two times out of like four fights. You you need these. You, if you're trying to... It happens in boxing all the time. I know MMA fans bristle. Like, why do we want to do anything like boxing? Because this, this is how you create stars. This is how you create stars. Sometimes you gotta line up other fighters who are, yes, going to go in as plus 800, 900, 1200 underdogs. This is how stars are made. It's it's a cruel, it's a meat grinder business, and I would love any of these fighters to prove me wrong and just go on their own. Victoria, Victoria Leonardo, I hope she goes on a five-fight win streak and just starts taking people out left and right. But if that never happens, I don't care. I hope she sticks around the UFC and keeps getting chances to show how tough she is and unfortunately often be on the, the wrong end of a highlight. Yes. Well, I just hope Victoria is okay after yes. that vicious beating she took. She's, so. she's tough. She has been through some hard times in the UFC. <laughs> yeah. Every fight she, she that she loses, she she leaves a piece of herself inside that octagon. And respect. Respect, Victoria Big Leonardo. Time. Big time. Uh, do we have any extracurriculars? Are we ready to go right into the let, to the listener picks? Let me give some points. Uh, Marcus McGahey called this the gosh darn edition. Uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I don't love it. I'll allow it. Barry O'Reilly, I think I will give a point for this. Uh, Tatiana Suarez, rumored, rumored, we have not confirmed this, rumored to be fighting the, uh, Vierna Janjaroba, Janjaro, Janjaro, right? Is that the yes. rumor you've seen? Yes. Tatiana Suarez, Janjaroba, uh, yep. Yes, on a UFC Nashville card, August 5th. Uh, again, not confirmed. We have not locked this one in. Uh, Barry O'Reilly predicted, Tat- he wanted Tatiana versus the winner of Janjaroba, Marina Rodriguez, Janjaroba won. So, uh, Barry, I'll give, I'll give you a point for it. I'll give you a point for it. Again, we have not confirmed. So the point can be taken away. The point can be taken away, but it's not your again. It's not your fault. This isn't like a fake. I don't think it's a fake rumor. This this is out there. This is out there. Uh, German, our pal German. Uh, I'll give you a point for Duraev versus Junyong Park, July fifteenth, and then a, a few points to sprinkle around, like for everyone. A few like little mini points because we had a bunch of fights announced, a lot of popular fights that people have picked. People want to see. Thought Amanda Lamos deserved a shot against Zhang Wei Li. There we go. UFC two ninety two. Uh, Tony Ferguson, Bobby Green. I feel like people have been wanting to see these two lock up forever. UFC 291. Uh, Derek Lewis was a very popular pick for uh, Pazal Hojero H- H- de Lima after his recent win. That's UFC 291 as well. People want to see Menafield Crew be run back. That looks like that's going to happen. UFC 290. And another rumored fight for Nashville, uh, Kendi Enzichukwu versus Dustin Jacoby as of another popular pick. So good work. Good work by the uh, uh, loyal Otno listeners quality matchmaking you guys are you guys are way ahead way ahead of the ufc and how could others get points like those people you just mentioned yes okay? let, well again uh it's i feel like it doesn't happen very often that we give auto points to just one person a lot of shared points but if you are somehow the only person to uh to get a pick and people i, I say i encourage you to kick me on twitter and social media instagram remind me because i i sometimes i don't keep track of all the picks uh, i do my best there so uh yeah get that solo point Watch these mistakes, guys. With wrong weight classes, people who have fought already injured, released, uh, fighters already booked, like like locked in and booked. Teammates is a tough one. Uh, I saw a lot of Karolina Kovalkiewicz versus Watterson Gomez without a two. 
Guys, they fought in 2019. <laughs> this would be a rematch. I'm not accepting this technicality that Watterson was not, you know, she wasn't using the Gomez, uh, hyphen Gomez at the time. Uh, that does not count. That does not run. I think people just forgot they fought. It was a very long time ago. Watterson Gomez won. This is during uh, Carolina's kind of tough stretch there. So that's, if you didn't mention it was a rematch, guys, and you suggest the pick, that's doo-doo. And I think, Mike, do we need to add a pregnancy clause? Uh, after I seeing never... <laughs> some of these picks, yes. Yes, I think we do. Our own Jed Mashu totally forgot. He mentioned on the post-fight show, like, oh, Carla Sparza and uh, and Mackenzie Darren. And we're like, Carla recently announced a pregnancy. Congrats to her. And uh, I saw uh, Cheyenne Velismith's suggestions. I'm sure I'm sure that might be what you're referring to for some of the fighters no. in this card. Oh, oh, not okay. A- anyway, Cheyenne Velismith uh, also just recently announced it. I get And listen, with, with respect to the listeners, we, we don't cover every pregnancy. We've definitely done pregnancy stories before. Usually if it's like people who are ranked sort of contenders. So if the uh, Cheyenne Velismith news flew under the radar, I understand. But um, I maybe just need to mention it so people keep it in mind and check. Because, uh, yeah, listen, these fighters have lives outside of fighting. And uh, good for them. Good for them for uh, prioritizing family over, uh, you know, necessarily having to jump into the, and fight as much as possible. And, uh, of course, always, guys, your pick just might be doo-doo. So, watch out for that. All right. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. Seamus Lawton kicks us off. Mackenzie Dern wants a rematch. Not with John Janan, with Marina Rodriguez. Dern Rodriguez 2. How recent was how recent was? It's pretty far pretty far off now, right? Two years? Twenty twenty one, right? Twenty twenty one. So yeah, about almost eighteen months, eighteen months ish, yeah. That's not bad. Anthony Hernandez versus Jun Young Park. John Young Park is booked. Yeah. Albert Jiraev. Yeah, much like Jiraev. Yeah. Luby Godinez versus Michelle Watterson. Joaquin Buckley, Carlson Harris, Diego Ferreira versus Joe Selecki. That's fun. Borshev versus Sam Patterson. Kolokavich versus Konklak Supishara. That's Loma Lukbunmi. Yes. There no, you go. people, hold on. No. Use their UFC given name. All right. I. Oh wait, no, that's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conclu- yeah, that is Loma. No, it is. that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. yeah. Uh, okay, you're cool. Oh, you're cool. Oh, okay, you're cool. You know they're. You know they're. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not just saying this because Loma Lukbunmi is easier to pronounce than Supersara Conclac. All right. Uh, which again, I did it there, but I'm pretty sure I did not actually pronounce it correctly. Uh, Loma Lukbunmi. All right. 
Easy now. Uh, Gilbert Urbina, Josh Quinlan, Rodrigo Nascimento versus Alexander Romanov, Chase Hooper, Gabriel Benitez, Temba Garimba versus Court McGee, Natalia Silva, AK, versus Misha Tate. Whoa! Uh, Misha, I'm pretty sure, is going to go, is going to stick at 135 from now on. Um, it's, yeah. not, it's not unfair. She Her most recent fight was at 125, so that's fine. She actually has she not. She was booked against Meyer Buena Silva. Which was at 135. getting injured. Yes. So. But, it, but it didn't happen. So, I, so not a doo-doo pick. Not a doo-doo pick. I do think she's done with 125. I don't think she's going back to 125. And not yeah. to fight Natalia Silva. And he is trying to claim an auto point with the UFC announcing Michael Chiesa versus Kevin Holland. So I'm sure okay. we'll I'll give you a little sliver of that. I'm sure you're far from the only one to suggest that matchup. Harry Dewaskin, Garimbo versus Trey Waters, Silva versus Antonina Shevchenko, Chase Hooper, Gabriel Miranda, Nasimenta Boudet, Urbina Bedoya. That's fun. Uh, Carolina versus Loma Look Boon Me. How about, how about that? You mean Slava versus. You mean Superstar Conklock? Correct. <laughs> Slava versus Nazim Sadikov. Seems like it would be an absolute brutal war. Um, you're probably not going to get an out no point for that. But stay tuned. CDF mm-hmm. versus Marco Madsen. Buckley versus Ponzi. What do you think about that idea? Buckley versus Ponzi, I saw a lot. Makes so much sense. I think, though, it could be one of those disappointing Buckley performances. Uh, I just think... Um, Ponzi's a little too seasoned, a little too technical for him. But hey, this is why I want. I don't know that for sure, and I would love to see if again if this if the welterweight version of Buckley is a is a contender because I thought he was like a sneaky. He had a chance at one eighty five, and I really like his chance at one seventy. So yeah, very strong. A lot of people mentioned that, and I'm totally down with it. Lupi versus Corey McKenna, Fluffy versus Petrosky, Dern versus Luana Pinheiro. I don't think Mackenzie Dern is even gonna like look at that contract before being like, <laughs> nah, dude. Tino Alvarez, Garimbo versus Brahimaj, Natalia Silva versus Joanne Wood. Boy. Yeah, I saw that. If I'm Joanne, yeah, I saw it. If you're Joanne Wood, I don't hate that probably. One. I don't hate it. It's a dangerous fight, but I, I don't think it's a fight where if like Wood's team gets sent that contract, they're going to pretend they didn't see it. I think she. Oh, she's no, she has out. to take that fight. She would <laughs> have to take it. Chase Hooper versus Demir Hodzovic, Nascimento versus Jarzinho Rosenstrike. I don't Ooh. know if I want to see. Rose is right in there with Nascimento. That could be a tough one. That could be a tough watch. That could be a tough watch. Urbina versus Preston Parsons. Uh, Kovalkiewicz versus Angela Hill. AK. I, it's so funny. That was like the most popular pick for her. I kept thinking that that was a rematch. I'm like, they had to have fought before. Yeah, How can crazy. they not have fought? And no. And I was like, that had to have been booked. I'm like, I'm not crazy. That's been booked, right? I don't think that's ever been booked. I don't remember it. I don't remember I don't, it. So. That's wild. Yeah. That has to happen at some point. Slava Claus Benitez, CDF versus Alexander Hernandez. I think Hernandez wants to go back to 45, but that was one of the ones I was thinking about because they've been booked a couple times and never came to fruition. Uh, Buckley versus Li Jing Liang. Uh, Li Jing Liang, excuse me. Lupi versus Wat, another Lupi versus Watterson. Hernandez versus Hermanson with you. Dern versus Rose. Marcus, do we have anything new? Dern Suarez, but Suarez is being. Uh, looked at to fight uh, Verna Jandaroba, Hernandez versus Baralio for the co-main event, co-main event title. Oh, Godinez, Pinero, Buckley, Semblesberger. That's fun. That's good. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, CDF versus Frivola, Slava Claus, Euros, Medic, Toby, Dern, Andrade. 
Hill Pinheiro. Do you have anything? Edmund Shabazian versus Phil Haas. I kind of like that one. I, I'm gonna anger some people, but like that is such a like good like two guys with high ceilings fight that have not come close to their ceiling. I'm gonna make some people mad. Some people mad by saying that. I, I'm not. I it's it's. I know it's insulting to say that, but uh, it would be an exciting matchup. Someone would get knocked out, and uh, someone will probably maybe get their walking papers. Buckley Wells, CDF Moises, Slava versus Brad Riddell in September on that uh, on that card in Sydney. Carolina versus Viana, Urbina versus Brahimaj again. Uh, do you have anything new? Hooper versus Anshul Jubli, Temba versus Munir Lazez, another Silva versus Jojo. John Ray, Silva versus the McCann Stoliarenko winner. When is that sure. happening? That's on the London, London? card, July twenty second. Why did I? Why did I even ask? <laughs> of course. Uh, Nasim, what the hell? What is this? You I can't puzzled. tell what's happening here. Yeah, because I can't. I don't. I don't understand what this means. All right, I'm moving on. Okay. Uh, Kovalkiewicz versus the Elise Reed Jinu Fry winner. Borshev mm-hmm. versus Medic. Ferreira versus Hernandez. Uh, Buckley battle. Anything new here? Hill versus the Ricci Robertson winner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. Dad Jackson. Nascimento versus Pacaporta. That's how you're going to treat Nascimento coming off this big win. You're going to chuck him in there with the future heavyweight champion of the world. Boy, oh boy. Whew. God bless you. Urbina versus Miguel Baeza. I don't know if Baeza is still in the UFC, is he? I th- I I'm not doing this. Was. I thought he was. Uh, he might have been roster watched. So I don't know if that means yeah, that he was know. officially released or he's just like, you know, a free agent. Um, it's hard to say. I don't think he's been booked for another promotion yet. Uh, he it's was he was supposed to fight at 279. He was going to fight Johan Lainess. That's right. Okay. So I, I, I would assume he's still on the roster. Okay. I hope so. I like mm. Miguel Baeza. Mm. Slava Claus versus Hackbrass. I like that fight. Diego Fajeda versus Terrence McKinney. Uh, McKinney has been teasing a fight. I know what it is. I can't say it, okay. unfortunately, okay. because I'm told Terrence is going to announce this matchup himself on his OnlyFans sooner rather than later. So if you follow Terrence McKinney on social media... There's little clips and teases that an announcement is coming. And if you know Terrence McKinney, it's probably going to be fun. I will say this is probably a matchup you were not expecting. I don't think they're going to get a ton of Otno points for this one. So, but I know what it is, but I'm told I cannot announce this. So stay tuned for uh, another announcement at 155. Joaquin Buckley, Jeremiah Wells, Loopy versus Marina Rodriguez, AK. Do you like this idea? Uh, I do, I do. I think that, like I said, I think they're going in the right direction. Uh, as I say, Loopy kind of trending upwards. Marina, I don't want to say trending down, but quickly becoming one of those what-if stories. Because it felt like there was windows they could have given her a title shot. And then she just had to keep getting in there and fighting top competition. And unfortunately, when you keep fighting top 10 people, uh, you're you're going to stumble here and there. And that's kind of the, what's happened to her the last couple of times. So... I think that's the right fight. Again, I I just don't know if Luby can wait for that fight to happen. Because <laughs> if you're Marina, you're probably taking a little bit of time off just to retool and rejuvenate yourself. 
And Luffy's just itching to get back in there tomorrow, probably. So it's, it makes sense on paper. I just think there's zero chance that that happens anytime soon. Uh, also likes Fluffy Hernandez versus Joe Pfeiffer. Let's go to Robbie Ryan. And I think I mixed up Robbie Ryan and Dad Jackson on last week's show. I already apologized to both of them individually, <laughs> so I'll apologize publicly as well. Because I, I read it out, and I was just like, it's force a habit. And he, Robbie, one of them messaged me. It was like, mm, those weren't my picks. And then the other one's like, those also weren't my picks. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Sorry. So sorry, gentlemen. This for sure is Robbie Ryan. Good day, you blokes. Let's get Otno. Mackenzie Durr versus Carlos Sparza. It's happening, AK. Hold on. Don't say anything yet. Fluffy versus Chris Curtis. Win or lose versus Imovov. Buckley versus Wellington Turman. Randy Brown winner. CDF versus Boises. Wildcard Angel Hill. Michelle Waterson two for the straw weightiest straw weight title. And then he responded with, <laughs> I was not aware Carla was pregnant, LOL. Why is she still listed in the rankings? Goes with Dern versus Andrade. And after that sentence, right, in question, I was not aware Carla was pregnant. I look up at another pick. Lupi Godinez versus Tisha Torres, oh, who boy. is also pregnant. And she is like the most pregnant of all the pregnant fighters right now. How do we react to this? AK. Well, in that sense, um, when is Tisha expecting? She's I almost, I mean, she's about to give birth. Well, you know, in that case, you'll hear me typing. I'm trying to remember. We wrote about this and they, they said, they said a, um, I believe they said an expected date. Um, you said she's about right. Oh, okay. Uh, next month, next month, June. Um, Tisha Torres is a fitness freak. I suppose there's a chance. I'm trying to remember, like, how long did it take for Yana Kuniskaya to get back in there? And this kind of answers the the question that, why, like, why is Carlos Barra still in the rankings? It's like, um, she's in our rankings. I think she's still in the UFC rankings. It's it's not impossible. So we have an 18-month cutoff, Mike. I, I have to keep reminding people. We have an 18-month cutoff. After 18 months, if you don't have a fight booked or you're not – sorry, or you don't fight, uh, you're, you're out. You're just your automatic removal. So we've kept in Tisha Torres. We've kept in Carlos Barza. Um, because it's not imp- uh, Yana Kunskaya was never removed because she actually did have her child and then fought within that 18 month window so obviously extraordinarily difficult not guaranteed but these women are on another level when it comes to determination and wanting to like get back into fighting shape so so that's why so and the, so the Tisha Torres pick like it's not super crazy I, I, I am so ignorant when it comes to these things, but I, it's like, isn't it possible that she, she fights at the end of the year? Do you think she, I think she would do that. Talk about Tisha Torres, not, not Carlos Barza or, or whoever. It's, I mean, that's a, that's a tough ask, man. That's a tough ask. I feel like she would. It could, I mean, it could happen. Like, could it happen? Sure. Julie Some... Avila, she's coming back, right? When did she, I guess it's been a while. I think her, she's trying, but. The process has been very slow. If you follow her on social media, she's getting, she wants to be back, but things are, are not yeah. going as quickly and as smoothly as she had hoped. If, so if there's any, uh, any female listeners or any, really just anyone who knows more about pregnancy than me, which is a lot of people, probably everyone listening, uh, please DM me and tell me what an idiot I'm being by suggesting Tisha Torres could, could deliver next month and, uh, come back by Christmas. Yeah. I mean, look, it's as, as someone, I mean, we've, we have one child. It was a decade ago. My wife got back after like real quick. She was back to work quick. She got like in shape quick. Like it happened. But 
we're talking about fist fighting and training and cage fighting and the emotions that come with this, this sport on top of the emotions that come with being a new parent, you're asking a lot. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say we should probably ban Tisha Torres until she says, all right, I'm clear. I'm ready to come back until she announces that she is ready to compete again, or at least prepared to compete again. I don't think we can match make for her. And I think any Tisha Torres matchmaking moving forward until said announcement should be classified as doo-doo. We don't, we don't have to do to it here, but consider this a a warning until announcement is made. It, it's This is probably a better safe than sorry thing. Uh, you're right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I won't come down super hard on people for it, but yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I guess it's it's too hard. For I'm just looking at Yana Kuniskaya now. I'm trying to remember when... I'm trying to, to back up my case here to show I'm not completely insane. She delivered... Oh, it was a long time. April of last year and then didn't fight until nine months later. So this past March. Yeah. That's, I mean, but, but, but that's that, still very that, fast. That's still, that's, insanely, still fast. that's still insanely fast. So I stand... I am an expert on on uh, on, on medicine and 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 human the human body. I I think I'm correct that so that this, these things could happen. <laughs> but I maybe maybe six months after giving birth might be even more absurdly fast. So yeah, for, but I mean, look for every Yana Kunitskaya, there's a Julia Avila who hasn't fought since June of 2021. So we're approaching two years for her. Or a uh, point, so. Brianna Fortino, who's like I'm just. Yeah, she's been in. out for a long time. Well, she had another. She had another. I believe she had another child, right? So, or is pregnant again? So, I think so. Listen, but she's tweeting up like with the eye emojis. I know she's always like happens. eyeing fights, and it's like okay, well, you know, it, it, we we can't. I can't wait to see Brianna Fortino again. But yeah, she's just have like I said, she's having a family. That's congratulations on that. You know, she has plenty absolutely. of time. Yeah, she's plenty of time. She's young. She'll fight again. Women are are uh, amazing and crazy. Let me just put it that way. If you're uh, like these these. These mom fighters are just extraordinary and crazy human beings. Yeah, let me leave I mean, it at that. I mean, for Tisha too, like Raquel Pennington is about is like a win away from fighting for the title. She's the backup for the freaking world title fight on mm. June tenth. So, uh, a lot going on in their lives. Congratulations to everybody who is about to welcome a new member to their family. Love that stuff. It's a game changer, and I'm excited to to talk about all of them when they announce they're ready to return to combat sports competition uh last one from me gerard just literally breaking news uh tweeting or texting me this this these picks on the old ig he likes joaquin buckley versus d rod Ferreira versus the jim miller jared gordon winner slava claus versus ludovic klein who's supposed to fight jim miller is no longer fighting jim miller i'm told it's not like an injury that has forced him out of the fight uh it's something that he can probably come back from sooner rather than later so i could see this fight being put together it would not surprise me and he likes chase hooper versus the winner of manuel torres versus nicholas mota ak on to you my friend deep cuts there um yeah all right let me go to the instagram machine first james Sherwood. breaking news james sherwood literally just sneaking in as we're recording the show uh mostly as you've read already uh but also slava versus uh, hafa garcia there's one there's one i don't think uh, we mentioned i don't mind that Mwani saying it's been a long time. What's up, Mwani? Um, what did I what did I log here for this uh, gentleman? I actually did take notes here. Dern versus the uh, you know the Suarez Janjiroba loser. Sure, Matt Bradbury Grimba versus Angelusa 
Okay. These are, I'm just reading out ones uh, that, that haven't been read before. Um, I should have mentioned some of the more popular picks we've had. Pretty split on Dern, Jessica Andrade, and Dern Namajunas. I think it was about even the amount of uh, people predicting those. Godinez, I got a lot of uh, Robertson Ricci winner from USC Jacksonville coming up. A lot of Buckley Ponsonibio, as I mentioned before. A lot of Diego Fajeda, Drakkar Close. I think this one was previously booked. Strangely, the most popular pick. I don't. Is there some heat here? I'm not aware of Mike Slava Borschev versus uh, Euros Medic. I saw so much of this. Am I just not? Yeah, I don't know no. if there's like actual beef there. I think <laughs> it just, just makes sense where we're at. Yeah, people just keep their own rankings, I think. And then a lot of Natalia Silva, Andrea Lee. People want to see that one. Uh, sorry, so uh, yes, Instagram. CV, I think this is the same CV who regularly calls into a uh, heck of a morning. Uh, Dern, Kovalkiewicz, Anthony Hernandez, Pfeiffer, Buckley, Gastelum, Borschev, McKinney. Uh, Mike, what do you think of Buckley and Gastelum? That's actually not a bad idea. Assuming Gastelum is making a proper trap back down to 170 and i think you will and i hope like i hope there so. is i hope there is like zero fight announcements for gasolum until like they are a hundred i mean you can never be a hundred percent confident about a weight make but like 97 percent confident that gasolum can do it like announcing him for a welterweight fight like over the next couple of weeks would just be i will roll my eyes <laughs> I would roll my eyes like really like on it like already the dude just announced a move to 170 he just fought like two months like less than a month ago like a month and a half ago and we're already booking his first fight that's insane I know he can do it can he do it two or three times a year it or uh, he's probably fighting twice a year at this point from I don't think he's fighting three times a year can he do it twice a year can he do it can he make championship weight when called upon uh, should he fight his way to that after he, I, I'm so nervous about this. I want to believe because I've, I've always said it's not, it's never been a talent issue with him. He's looked, he can compete at 185 and maybe, maybe be a world champion at 170. Well, we, 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 we might never know. We might never know. Yeah. Uh, going to email Jay Donaghy, Anthony Hernandez versus Brunson. I like that. Buckley Chaos Williams. Uh, he he laid out a path for Dern. Look, quick path here for Dern. He says Dern versus Rose, October, November ish, and then we have Zhang and Lamotion in August. Then Zhang and Yan Yan Shaonan in winter twenty twenty of twenty twenty three okay. And then can is there a possibility we see if the, if everyone keeps winning their fights, Dern and Zhang one year from now, May twenty twenty four. I guess. Hey, man, we are we are just laying out. Yeah, it's too a much lot here. It's too much. Tristan, uh, again, some some picks we've already said. Natalia Silva versus Yasmin Lucindo. Thanks, Tristan. Tristan pal. And then let's close out with a lot of Twitter uh, stuff. Again, I'm going to try to skip over stuff we've already read. Ani Gulapali, another uh, heck of a morning regular. Uh, Buckley versus Tim Means. Diego Fajeda versus the Ferguson Bobby Green winner. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Barry O'Reilly is with me. Buckley versus Wells. Thank you, Barry. Uh, Marcus McGahey. Anthony Hernandez versus Andre Muniz. Paul Craig winner. I think that's... Ru- I don't know if we confirmed that one, Mike. That's rumored for UFC London, I think. Which one? Anthony Hernandez versus Andre Muniz. Paul Craig winner. Um, I feel confident that one's going to happen. I, don't I do as like well. I don't think like 100% confirmed yeah. that, but I feel very good about it. This is Craig uh, dropping down to... 185 right yes yep. Yep. 
Mike, how do you feel? <laughs> I, this is minus 1,500, Natalia Silva. Uh, Natalia Silva versus Antonina Shevchenko. I saw a bunch of those. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Silva, if, Silva minus 800. I want to read what Four Corner Sports had to say about Dern versus Watterson Gomez. Dern has no reason to fight up. There was a lot of flaws in her game. If I'm her, I'd fly dry to Brazil, train with Charles Oliveira and the crew at Chutebox to improve in the striking department. To be honest, it wouldn't be a bad idea to mirror the fighting style as uh, Charles Oliveira. Look how he ended up. Do you think that's um? Do you think that's a, lo- a logical path for? for uh, Mackenzie Turner do you think uh, obviously I don't know if she'll ever be as good at striking as Charles Oliveira but the grappling on par if not superior if we're just basing it on you know jiu-jitsu accomplishments and she has power right like she has power in the striking so it's not unreasonable that she could start making that a real method of like finishing fights she I remember she rocked uh Amanda Cooper, like her first UFC fight, she missed weight by almost like ten friggin' pounds. But her first win in the UFC was a club and sub. Um, so she showed that like she, she there's there there is there is power in those hands. Um, but do you think she ever becomes like a like a you know a Charles Oliveira type, Mike, which is dual threat, like a legitimate dual threat? Maybe that. I mean, that version of Mackenzie Dern, she could. That was just super fun. Caution to the win. Charles Oliveira didn't win fights with like tremendous technique. He won no. championship fights because he was an absolute maniac. Not afraid to get and, hurt. And as we saw yeah, in his championship run, getting cracked a lot. <laughs> he was get or get got against Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, all of these guys. Well, <laughs> he went in there with like no no Fs to give. Just yeah. went in there and just won with chaos. His title reign, I've said this exact quote many times. It makes no sense. Like it literally makes no sense how he was able to win these fights, but he did. So, sure. I mean, if it leads to Dern winning a title at some point and defending with some chaotic defenses, and then eventually losing to the long, future long reigning champion of the division, sure, sign me up. But I don't know if we're going to see that. That's why I love the Just Gontrach fight. We'll see if she's. If she's going to be that Oliveira-esque type of fighter, then she will show that against Jessica Andrade, and she will take a few to give a few, and things will get chaotic. Imagine if you went in there and just went hammering Thomas and Jessica Andrade and, like, knocked her out. That'd be insane. That'd Look, be friggin' insane. We just saw Yan Shanan do it, and, and I get it. Yan Shanan has a much better striker's reputation, of course, than Mackenzie Dern, but it's not like Yan Shanan is, like, a knockout machine. Um, Jessica Andrade... She does leave herself open. You talk about listen. She's really the, the the female Charles Oliveira. I mean, she just goes in and just like she's gonna choke you out or she's gonna <laughs> knock you out with one punch. Um, but she gets finished a lot. You know, Jessica Andrade is nuts. When she loses, it's usually by finish. She's not super durable. So there is a world where like there's a wild scrap and Mackenzie Dern just catches her or something and actually puts her down, which would just be hilarious. So I, I really want to see that fight now. Uh, by the way, um, as I was going through like old messages. <gasps> mm-hmm. Paul Craig Andre Muniz confirmed. Oh, sweet. There you go. Okay. So listen, you guys people saw that. You guys probably saw that already. And now has the Mike Heck MMA fighting seal of approval. Uh Four Corner Sports also suggests Buckley versus Jake Matthews in Sydney, Mike, UFC two ninety three. Is that the right is that the right way to go? Uh not just for Buckley, but for uh for young Jacob. You mean former Favre of the MMA fighting global oh ranking, God. Jake Matthews? Did you listen to uh no bets barred at all this week because 
both Chad and I did listen. Both Chad and GC had to sort of go like, had to like recap their Jake Matthews mania after the Andre Fialio win. And and like, I think GC was saying like, that's one of the, like his win over Fialio in the moment. I was like, that was one of the five greatest striking performances in UFC history or something like that. And then they're just like, we don't know. What, like, we don't know what was in the air that night, why they went so crazy. Jed had him ranked like top 10 at Welter. It was something else. So I remember, um, <laughs> I remember that post fight show very, very well. It was, Jed and Shaheen, and they both, I mean, they both spent like 10 minutes waxing poetically on Jake Matthews. And I was very impressed with that performance. Of course. Like, I know, I know Andre Fialio beat like the two worst fighters in that division over the past five years, but he did it like in a fun way. And he's a fun fighter. And he's, like we said, he's get or get got. And he's, there needs to be room for somebody like that on this UFC roster forever and ever. To me, the thing that stood out was Jake Matthews, like, we always looked at him as like a, a as a young man, like a, a growing boy turning into a young man. And then that dude who fought Andre Fialio was like a friggin' man man. Like put it all together. Yoke just growing all up and yeah. like just looked humongous. Like he looked like a like a man man. Just gigantic. He looked huge. But the skill it, it, perhaps the skill wasn't uh Perhaps we didn't get a great gauge, but I think people were just really excited. Like people were just waiting for Jake Matthews to like have that breakout moment, and he looked like he kind of had it. And I think everybody got excited about that performance, but not to the point where he got ranked in our rankings. That was pretty, pretty hilarious. I will say, if you had never seen Jake Matthews fight before, and you're just like the first time you saw, him, yeah, you would have thought, "Holy crap, this dude has to be a top ten guy." But again, we have seen Jake Matthews fight before many times, so I was, I remember being enthused as well, and 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 hoping that he had finally put it all together. But people went nuts there. Uh, oh, one more from Four Corner Sports. Um, Mike, what do you think about Diego Fajeda and someone with far less UFC, UFC experience, but up and coming, um, Ismail Bonfim? too early mm, yeah that's a little too early uh, I'll go to at Mr. Guy MMA Natalia Silva versus uh, Maria Agapova uh, minus 2500 Natalia Silva so <laughs> I don't know if we sorry with respect to yeah, Agap- Agap- Agapova is really young too don't get me wrong and once upon a time there was she had quite a bit of steam behind her but I think at this stage of their careers Natalia Silva is is so white hot and um, I'm not saying it can't happen like that's that's probably actually a fight I could see being made. Um, just not my not my choice. So not not a terrible um on no pick, Mr. Guy MMA. Just uh I still would just be a huge monster favorite. Matt Canaday, Fajeda versus Jared Gordon after he beats Jim Miller, calling a shot June third after he beats Jim Miller. And uh Buckley versus Alex Morano. Sure. Makes a lot of sense. Uh Hayes the third, let's see, what do we got here? Rodrigo Nascimento, Alexander Romanov. Yeah, I got one of those as well. That could be so ugly. Just do it on July 29th in Salt Lake City, for the love of God. Just do it. Like, if we're going to, like Jed says, and I, 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 if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly, just throw those two, just throw those two big, nasty heavyweights uh, in altitude and just let it go. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> in altitude. Oh, my. We just saw him on up at altitude. Like, let's see if uh-huh. we can get over that and throw him in there with Massimento. Like, if we're going to do it, let's just do it there. Who cares? I would love to see what the odds are on this being a heavyweight over. Because I know Romanov hasn't gone to a decision a lot. But I have a feeling if you match him up with Nascimento, that has... It's the, one and a half. 
It'll be one and a half, hundred sure. percent. But I wonder, like, that's got to be plus money, right? There's got to be people thinking that Romano's going to like run through him, and I somehow just don't think he will. I got to look at that. I gotta, if it's I in gotta... Salt Lake City, I bet it's like, I bet it's plus money for over, but it's probably not like a probably like plus one eighty or all something right, like all that. Right, all right, people, people are getting people are getting on to heavyweight overs. I think, unfortunately, they're starting just like they start to catch on with uh, the flyweight unders. Uh, Liam Perry, Buckley versus Worley Elvis, sure. Hooper versus Trey Ogden, I really like that. That's really smart. Let me close out with German. I mentioned we gave German a point before. Uh, Boris Chev versus Michael Johnson, sure. Again, you know, matchup a winner with a higher ranked loser from the card. I don't mind it. Hooper versus Clay Guida. Uh, Chase Hooper did submit. I think he submitted him. Uh, Clay Guida at a grappling competition, if I'm not mistaken. I know he beat him. I believe. I believe he submitted him. Right? Do you remember? Do you have any recollection of this, Mike? Which one? I'm sorry. Chase you Hooper and Clay it. Guida. Yes. Cla- calf Slicer. Calf Slicer this past yes, December yes. at a Fury grappling event. So, yeah, maybe send uh, see if, what happens when you mix the martial arts if it uh, if young Chase Hooper can have the same success. I don't mind that. Uh, so I'll end with a question from German. I'll bring this full circle, Mike, because you mentioned this being in the show. Who do, you, who do you think, Mike, that Israel Edison is going to end up fighting in Sydney? Uh, he says, I feel like the UFC only has two options. Hamzat and or um, Jamal Hill at 205 because of that stupid booking between uh, Rob Whitaker and uh, Drickus Duplessis. So, uh, Mike, you're going to do a little bit, obviously, like it's a mess, a little bit of kind of predicting winners possibly as well. Uh, this is September, right? So September, UFC 293. What do we see? Adesanya versus? DDP. You think DDP can pull off the upset against Whitaker? No, I think they're going to pull DDP from the Whitaker. Oh, yes, right, right. Okay, okay, right, 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 right. right. And then Whitaker will fight, like, Sean Strickland, and then maybe they'll do, like, Alice versus Maga Madoff or something. Or they should just do Alice versus Anthony Hernandez. When when is... Maga versus somebody else. What's the Whitaker... um, When is the DDP fight supposed to happen? That is... July 8th. July 8th. 290. Okay, okay. So if they pull... Duplessis from that fight. You think Whitaker will still fight in between, or do you think that they just yeah say, say, do oh, Whitaker okay, do do Whitaker versus Strickland or do Whitaker versus Costa? Like, but do you, can you save that for the the Sydney card, or is too far ahead? What? No, no, no. Whitaker, just, whoever. no. Keep keep yeah. Either do Whitaker Strickland in the main event July first, or just pull Strickland from that main event and do Strickland uh, versus Whitaker on okay. July eighth. Okay. And then, and, if, and then if the winner of that fight gets the winner of the title fight between DDP and Adesanya, which... Oh, that's not bad. Just do that. And then do other middleweighty things and with the other guys. That's not Al bad. like, it, I just want to see that dude fight. It doesn't have to be against Paul Acosta. No. And then, you, but, I mean, no, look, but, but see, yeah. that then the Costa fight can remain. We can do that. Or just get rid of that fight altogether and just do Alice Garoff against Anthony Hernandez or Alice Garoff against literally anybody and just do Paulo Costa versus Hamzat in Abu Dhabi. Like, that's the fight everybody wants. Everybody wants that fight. Hamzat wants it. Costa wants it. The UFC wants it. What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't get it. There's There are so many good things that could happen at 185 over the next six months. Uh, and the way you've laid it out would be wonderful. But I feel like there's also the potential for so much bad to happen to this division. But Prince of Positivity, Optimism, like we said, buy that stock, buy that stock on 185, trending upward. I don't know if everything you said is going to happen, Mike, but I think at least a few of those things could uh, could materialize. So, um, yes, I like the idea of, <clears throat> excuse me, Izzy and DDP in 
Sydney, however we get there. So thank you for the question, German. People, send in your questions. I, oh, I have one more. Oh, I just please, got one Mike, more please. question that yeah, I want to yeah. get your, your take on. Because we're not going to have a show next week, so you might as well just get it. It's yeah, just, yeah. Uh, Brent just, just hit me up on IG. Mike, love the shows. Can't wait to hear on to the next one with you and your best friend. I don't have a matchmaking suggestion, but more of a question. How in God's name does Angela Hill get a fight of the night bonus, which she got 10 aided in three rounds? No, nothing against Angela Hill. She showed her grit and her toughness. But I'm just curious why that fight got fight of the night when it was com- as one-sided as it was. Your thoughts on this, AK? Because I saw I saw a little bit of this on Twitter. Uh-huh. I actually was like a little... Look, it, to me, this is probably the right call for fight of the night. But I understand where the question is coming from because this was this is one way traffic and this was this is the Mackenzie Dern show and Angela Hill just you know the grit and toughness was the big thing. It's the same reason why Max Holloway Calvin Cater was exactly the fight of the what night. I was exactly what you I know was what thinking, I mean exactly what I was going to mention. But um, I'm trying to think if there's like anything else on this card where it was like all right that's definitely fight of the night over this one. I saw people on social media, they liked the loopy Dakota fight, but I didn't think it was like that great. It wasn't that. It wasn't like a, it was, it was fine. fine. Loopy is always exciting, but I didn't think it was like a super like obvious fight of the night pick. Maybe Hooper Fiore. Like that would have been the other one I would have gotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great, great exchanges there. Yeah. But we're not going to remember that fight over Dern Hill. We're just not going to. Yeah. uh, Okay. I'll say a couple of things on this. Um, Holloway uh, and, um, uh, Kader was the perfect example. Also, I would also bring up people to remember uh, uh, Anderson Silva and Forrest Griffin when he knocked out, when he just completely embarrassed Forrest Griffin. Uh, Forrest Griffin got a $50,000 check for Friday the Night for that as well. So it kind of goes to our. That's a great point. It's so, it's so, that's one of the weirdest uh, Fight of the Night. But again, I don't think anyone would feels would feel bad about it because the, for, the that doesn't happen if Forrest doesn't fight the way he fought. So for that incredible all-time great highlight to happen, it does take two. It does take two. And th- uh, this is true of any highlight reel knockout. I get it. Like, you could say Impa Kasanganai and uh, Joaquin Buckley. That knockout doesn't happen if Impa doesn't catch his foot. Okay, it's fine. But it's a little different, like, in this case, in that case, because it was, it was whatever, however long that fight was, like, three minutes. But it was three minutes of forest, just doing foresty things to set up that finish. I'm trying to justify it. It is bizarre for when these one-sided... Um, encounters where one fighter is so clearly uh, beaten that they get the bonus. But again, as I mentioned with Demopolis and uh, Fialio and a lot of other fighters, I I have nothing but love for people who lose in a spectacular way. So that's there's that aspect of it. I also think there's an element of the UFC. It it's not a consolation prize, but like a, a, a toughness reward. Right? It's it's almost as if they reward. Mike, it's almost as if they reward fighters for. Um, is it, oh. I, wish there was, I wish there was a phrase. Sand uh, for having sand for having sand. There you go. I was gonna say. I wish there was an animal, <laughs> an animal, a canine-related phrase that uh, I could think of to you know explain to describe someone being tough uh, beyond you know measure. Uh, nothing I mean, that coyote no. in them. They have, like, coyote in them. Yeah, something like that. Yes. Uh, no, they have sand. Let's let's use that. <laughs> And it's almost like the UFC has to reward that person for doing that because uh, Angela. There's a lot of fighters who would not have taken the damage, could not have taken the damage Angela Hill took, could not have gotten out of some of the submission situations that Angela Hill got out of. And there's value in that. There's value in that. It did make for an exciting moment. 
yes, more of a showcase for the the brand new Mackenzie Dern, but there's value in that. So um, I I'll, I'll, I have no problem with people questioning why Fight of the Nights are given in these kind of situations. But listen, you're, Mikey said it. What fight are we talking about the most? What fight was the most ex- had you kind of on the edge of your seat? Was exciting, um, especially for 25 minutes. It was the main event. It's the main event. So that that's a fight of the night to me, man. It, they come in all shapes and sizes, but um, this is a uh, this 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 fits. This one fits for me. Completely agree. All right, so that'll do uh, it. Oh, let me. Oh, oh sorry. I want to. Yes, uh, hit us up, uh, people. Yes, uh, questions, comments, brilliant insights. You guys have plenty of those at Alexander K Lee on Twitter. At Alexander KK Lee on Instagram, Alex.Lee at SBNation.com. Mike, give me your DM address. M underscore heck JR on the old IG. So no show next week, no yeah. UFC card next weekend. Uh UFC back at the Hallowed Apex again, June 3rd. And we got flyweights in the main event, AK. Kaikar France versus Amir Albazi. Alex Caceres versus Daniel Pineda. Jim Miller, Jared Gordon, Tim Elliott, Victor Altamirano. If uh, Mackenzie Dern's performance was something, maybe Tim Elliott's will be as well because he's had a lot going on that he's put out there as well. Personal drama. Rene Silva versus Ketlin Souza. Guram Kutataladze versus Jamie Malarkey. If this, Interesting matchup. If this lineup holds up, that's technically three flyweight fights on the main card. Two, two men's flyweight bouts and one women's flyweight bouts. That has to be... Again, this is we should say this is what two weeks away. I could, the lineup could be shuffled. Uh, it could become a six fight main card. It could be we'll talk about the prelims in a sec. One of these fights get moved around, but yeah, this is the this is what we're seeing so far as the main card. I don't think there's ever been three flyweight fights on a main card before. Yeah, great. Elizu Zaleski versus Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov, John Castaneda, Mateos Mendonca, Andrei AK heavyweight over Central. That's going to end up. Maze. That's going to end up on the main card. Oh, 100. I think the this, is, event, yeah, this is yeah. If, if if people are looking at the card again, wherever you look, what database you're probably seeing on the prelims, that's has to be moved. Up. I am so surprised that's a co- that's a prelim fight, and not even the featured prelim. It's just like in the middle of the prelims. Daniel Santos, Johnny Munoz Jr., Jinu Fry, Elise Reed, Luan Lacerda, Damon Blackshear, Maxime Grishin versus Philippe Linz. That PFL, PFL, yes. never die. That is your lineup for UFC Vegas 74, and then it is on to Vancouver for UFC 289, Amanda Nunes versus Arini Aldana for the women's bantamweight title. So, Lupi Godinez is licking her chops to step in on that card. So, if you're if you're one of these fighters, she's probably already signed a contract. We haven't even heard it yet. <laughs> It's, it's probably already happened. So thank you very much, everybody. Enjoy the rare weekend off because I'm, uh, we're not going to have another one for a while, I don't think. I'm just looking at the schedule right now. I'm trying to see if we get another weekend wow. off anytime soon. And it's like three it months. Does not look <laughs> oh like there God. is going to be one for a long time. Uh, September. The first week of Labor Day weekend will be the next weekend off for the UFC what? as it stands right now, which would be September 2nd. That car, there will not be a card September 2nd, but between now and September 2nd, there is going to be, between now and August 26th, there is going to be a UFC event every single weekend. 13. For pretty much the whole summer. 13 straight weeks, four pay per views. Yep. Two in July. Two in July, and then another one three weeks later in Boston. 
So it's going to be a pay-per-view every three weeks starting July 8th. I'm taking a vacation. Strap up, people. I'm, Enjoy I'm taking this a vacation off. in there. I'm taking a vacation in there. I'm just letting <laughs> you know now. I'm letting people know now. There's a couple of weeks there you're not going to see me. That's just a heads up. Well, Damn. we will miss you, AK. We will miss you. Uh, and we will miss you all. We'll see you back here uh, right after UFC Vegas 74. We'll see how that plays out between Kaikar France and Amir Albazi. For AK, I am Mike Heck. Always remember the golden rule. Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we'll have more fun on this program two weeks from today, right here, and on to the next one, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.